On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to talk to Trey and Mariah from Bamboo Ave. We had such an awesome conversation. Uh, we talked uh, all about their startings. They actually came from working at Meta and had a lot of their early success on the Meta platforms. Uh, they talked about what they learned there and how that equated to incredible business success. We talked about their pivot on TikTok this year, uh, and you guys are definitely going to want to check that one out. I've already started to get some ideas, and one key hire that they made that made all the difference. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news? Our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Someone on my team thought I either had superpowers or woke up at 5am to crunch client numbers. Turns out, I just used Triple Whale. Yeah, that's what one of their customers said, and he may be onto something. No one has to know the secret weapon to your success is Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform, built to accurately pinpoint your ad spend across networks, making you look like the smartest person in the room. Their robust app helps you clarify your campaign's performance so you can run smarter, faster, more effective ad spends in real time and reap the rewards. Are you a genius? Only one way to find out. Guys, want to take Triple Whale for a spin? Stop by triplewhale.com upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I'm joined by Trey Brunner and Mariah Steen from Bamboo Ave. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. We've actually tried this once before and I had some weird technical difficulties on my side, which does not happen, guys. It is 2022. We generally don't have technical difficulties. I don't know. Something something was up. And uh, I think the interview is going to be 10 times better today than it was that day. Uh, <laughs> n- none of us were in the mood that day. So, so no we're, we're, right we're back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, guys, for people who don't know anything about you uh, or Bamboo App, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Mariah, let's start with you. Yeah, I'll give you a quick background. So Trey and I, right when we graduated college, we both started jobs at Facebook in the Chicago office. And our roles there were essentially to consult brands on their advertising strategies on Facebook, or now called Meta. And while we were there, we were really given the tools and resources to know exactly how to market a brand. And so we took that as a sign to start our own brand. And for about a year of our last year working there, we had been doing our side hustle, which was Bamboo Ave until it allowed us to take it on full time. And when we took it on full time, we actually moved to Bali. So for the last couple of years, we have been living in Bali, Indonesia, running our business remote, um, but just moved back to the US to uh, Austin, Texas about last week. Okay, wow. Oh, this was last week that you moved back. Okay, let's let's yeah. get into that first of all. 
Yeah. Running a business overseas in Bali, I actually know quite a, quite a few friends who have gone to Bali uh, specifically, especially during COVID, because I believe yeah. the restrictions were quite a bit less there too. Is is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had like kind of, uh, I would say like fake restrictions as far as you could, you have to wear the mask and everything. But once you get into the restaurants and everything, like it's. They had, it was kind of difficult to get in. Like you had to have a, a, we had a separate business visa to get in. But then once you were in, it was kind of free for all, I would say. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So, so moving from from Meta into Bamboo App, I would love to hear some of those learnings that you guys had from your days at Meta on on what was working then versus what's working now. Have you been able to figure that out from talking to some of your colleagues at Meta? Because what you know, one of the things you know, one of the businesses that that I also own and run is an agency. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, we still spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on Meta, including the brands that we own as well. And everyone's having a really hard time. And every single time you open up Ads Manager, it's like, hey, speak with one of our meta reps, like really trying. And I imagine spend is way down on the platform. Talk, talk me through that, having that experience uh, up until now. Yeah, so we still have a lot of friends at Meta, um, but I think that was our competitive advantage when we started our brand. We knew the ins and outs. It was like we got to see the whole back end, like how tools worked and everything like that. But once we left Meta, we didn't want to use that as our only competitive advantage. And so we totally we, we rely on Facebook and Meta a lot now, but we know that like the future is not just that. And so as far as uh, performance, yeah, it's not as great as it used to be back then. It was so easy when we started and we started late. We started in 2019. There's people who started in 2016 where it was crazy easy. So now um, it's more about being strategic on our end, making sure that we're diversifying the way that we're acquiring customers, make sure that we're investing into um, earlier in the process of running ads. So the type of ads we run our full funnel and things like that. Yeah, gotcha. So, you know, it, it's 2022. What is working for you guys with customer acquisition right now? Yeah, so Facebook and Meta, they work really well. Um, we actually have two businesses, so I wanted to start off with that. We also have a business called Vive Interior, which is a um, interior design company. And um, Google is really big on that side. So um, Google has definitely evolved on both our brands this year, um, given that Meta was a little harder. Um but now we're just really going back to the basics, testing a lot on Meta and making sure that we're testing every single angle, especially since we have a summer product, we're testing the angles that are more bulletproof and um, year round. So let's let's go back to, because we're kind of jumping around here a little bit, and which is great. That's what I love. And that's why I think people sometimes listen to this is that, you know, we're not just, it's not just question one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, though, I mean, it used to be in, you know, 400 episodes ago. <laughs> um, the, the, the question I wanted to ask is, is Bamboo App, walk me through the, uh, the need that you saw in the market for this business and, and just give us a little bit of context on what exactly that business is. Yeah. So... It, the, the, the true answer is we just really want to start a business at the beginning. And so I came up with this idea to come up with waterproof um, pockets in your swim trunks. That's how it all started. Uh, but then as we started getting into it, we realized like, okay, if we're actually going to start, we need to start with something simple. And so we started with just these everyday shorts. We actually were swim trunks at first, um, our first year in 2019. Um, but then after we got a lot of feedback from our shorts, from doing um, some surveys to our customers, we found out that they were in them for everything, working from home, lounging, running errands, going to happy hours. And so we started to evolve our product to be this everyday, all day short. Um, and that's something that we really doubled down on, keeping it extremely comfortable, but making sure that they can do everything they want into it. Um, and one thing we found is that a lot of the athleisure um, products that 
we look as competitors, they're not that fashionable as far as you don't want to actually wear it to a happy hour or you don't want to wear it to this gathering or whatever it is. So we're trying to actually bridge that gap. And now we're working on more products, joggers, T-shirts, women line, and we're following that same um, philosophy as well. Yeah, we put all all of our products through this thing that we kind of call like the no compromise test. So like it's so comfortable you want to wear it on a flight, but fashionable enough you'll wear it to happy hour, like durable enough for the gym. All these different things that we put every product through or going to continue to put every product through to ensure it's super comfortable and versatile um, at the end of the day are our main pillars. I love it. I love it. I love having rules like that. Like, you know, for, for me, it's funny, you know, back in my 20s, I used to be like, principles what is what a stupid thing like no you just make decisions kind of as you go and you don't need yeah. these things but but principles in business and in life now you know me being 36 now i realize i'm like it's so important to have these things so that when a product comes to you and you're like well does it pass these tests if not no we don't do this this yeah. is sure it's a great product for somebody else but maybe not for us so that that I absolutely love that way that you are uh, making uh, those decisions. Being in Bali, let's let's talk about that for a minute because I think a lot of people who listen to this, you know, love that digital nomad sort of lifestyle, right? But how in the world do you be able to oversee production of your product, quality control, uh, fulfillment, team, all of those things while being overseas? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I'll start off with it wasn't as easy it would be in the U.S., right, where you get the product, you get to do all that stuff, right? But we were able to make it work. I think the biggest thing that we um, had to focus on is our SOP. So all part of our team had to make sure they had clear responsibilities, clear communication to the team, and we always had, like, weekly calls and things like that to make sure everything is moving smoothly, especially since we have our own warehouse in Wisconsin. That was really important as well to make sure that when inventory comes in that they're inspecting it properly, they're making videos and allowing us to see it to approve it as well. Um, but that's a big reason why we are coming to the States. So in Bali, it's definitely possible, 100% possible. It just takes a little more uh, effort in making sure everything is correct before you even begin. Yeah, mm. I'll also add a comment on that too is you can make the clearest SOPs in the world, like system of procedures, but it's only going to go so far unless you hire the best people. And so that's something else we really lean into is like people we truly, truly trust um, to be able to do things like we're not there, we can't see it, we're not in the day-to-day the same way that they are. So taking the extra time to hire someone who's going to care about your business almost as much as you do, no one's going to care just as much as you do, but trying to find those people that are just as passionate about your brand and what you're doing um, to make sure that they're as motivated when you're not there to you know, micromanage them. This month's sponsor is Triple Whale. Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform clarifies your ad performance across marketing channels, keeping you instantly in the know. Go to triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off today. Now, back to today's episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I want to step in here because this is my classic way that I love to do interviews and and think about the some of the hiring and firing lessons that we have uh, you know had to make. Um, this year has been a horrific. I actually have never shared this on the podcast before, but I've been a horrific year as far as staffing is concerned. Uh, on with between our companies, I've had to let go uh, nine people, um, which is just absolutely. If you guys have listened to this for any time, you know I actually legitimately care about people, um, and it's been absolutely devastating um, to have to do that. And I feel like hearing what you guys are saying, and and it reminds me of something my my mentor has brought up time and time again. 
with hiring and especially in, in with salespeople. And I think that this this works with like high level ops people as well. But you know, if you're willing to pay somebody, you know, if you're say your starting salary is ninety thousand for a salesperson, the difference between a ninety thousand dollar salesperson and a hundred and ten thousand dollar salesperson is astronomical, right? The kind of person that you're getting when you start to go up in wage like that is astronomical. Um, the difference. And so really you're not paying 110,000 for that person. You're paying 20,000, right? Mm -hmm. You were already going to spend the 90 and potentially have to let them go at some point. Whereas you get those rock stars guys, it is worth paying the money for. So I just wanted to step in with that and, and let you guys know if you, you know, it seems like a hire that you maybe can't afford. I, I would caution you to go back and see well, where else can I cut to have somebody like that especially somebody who's going to actually try to own your business, right? And then yeah. want to be in it as much as you. Um, guys, let's uh, let's talk about the the early days. What's one of the biggest mistakes you guys made? Um, I would say quality control at the beginning. Um, we didn't know okay. anything about our products or as it was getting shipped to us. So one time we got a package or a shipment of loads of our order and it wasn't as stretchy as we wanted it to be. There's no way for us to find it out if, unless we hired a quality control team. So that was a big mistake we made. Another one I'll say is just um, not really doubling down on finding out our angles and things like that. So in 2020, we had a crazy good year for Bamboo Ave, um, but we barely did anything. We like it was just that easy on Facebook and during the COVID bump and things like that. We wish it we really was. That. It was just that easy, hey? Yeah, yeah. We, we really wish we rode that wave. And that's our that's our biggest lesson in business. When you have a wave that you're riding, keep riding it. Don't stop. Um, and so that was a big, I guess, a regret, but we still are happy where we are now. Yeah, I think it's difficult, too. You want to keep tunnel vision and ride the waves that are there, but also not have blinders on where you don't see other opportunities. Like I would say, having come from Facebook, we had a little bit of blinders on on staying on the Facebook platform. We were quite late to the TikTok game. And so now we're trying to really broaden our broaden our scope while still saying like doubling down on things that are working, but testing and dabbling in things that, that are new and um, could have a lot of potential for us, too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's talk TikTok, guys. What is your strategy on TikTok uh, from the organic and the paid side right now? Yeah, I'll touch on the organic side first. So like I said, we had knew that TikTok needed to be a big part of our strategy for a while, but the time commitment to posting organically felt so daunting. So eventually, about last year, we hired an agency actually to bring on a creator to our brand full time. Um, so this was a creator who lived in Hawaii. He created awesome content. And so we essentially just shipped him a bunch of our shorts. He made cool travel content. Um, and then we posted it on our brand page. And I will say we gave it the old college try, but it didn't really work for us because we weren't connecting with our audience. They were kind of not understanding what this person was here to do. And so we pivoted our strategy and hired someone in Bali to actually record like behind the scenes of Trey and myself and do storytelling and show a lot more of like just peeling back the brand so they can understand cool. who we are, why we're here and the purpose of our product. And that like changed everything for us um, and still allowed us to not have to pour too much of our personal time into it because we hired someone to be, you know, the editor filming us strategically coming up with the ideas. We just showed up to, to film and like allow people to connect with us. So yeah, I wow. think a lot so of fans I, I just I, I just, I just want to peel back the the layers of this a little bit because this is this is super interesting. We I was chatting with um, uh, another business guy yesterday. And we were talking about you know how everyone really needs to have a D Rock, right? Yeah. Like Gary V's filming guy, right? That's with him all the time. That's that's coming up with these the the ideas and being like, ah, oh, let's take this angle, let's take this angle. 
where did you find this person and what were all of their responsibilities in this? Was this a full-time role? Yeah, this yeah. was a full-time role. So actually wow. it was a friend that we met in Bali. Um, he was looking okay. for work and it was the best. He was our best employee ever. He, he's not with us now because we're back in the States. He can't be with us. Um, and he prefers to be in Bali for the lifestyle, but he did everything. He did the strategy. He'll tell us, I'm coming over on Friday. We're shooting four hours. These are the angles we're doing. Um, he would do all the editing. Um, yeah, he was working 40, 50 hours a week and he and lo- he loved it. He went all the way in. Um, it was, yeah, again, he was like our best employee ever. Even also, we have a couple of remote workers in the Philippines. And while we were living in Bali, we tri- took a trip to the Philippines to bond oh, with our employees who were there and like explore around the Philippines. And we brought our video editor and friend with us to like film everything behind the scenes while we did that and everything too. So he was just our right hand man who did everything for us. So I know that's potentially not realistic for every brand, but I think finding someone who's at the end of the day, he was passionate about our brand and really bought into what we're trying to do. And so I think that's what made all the difference. And I think like, so cool. Yeah. I was going to say for, for us, like a big part of our brand, we want to, we really want to connect with our users and make sure that people understand why we're here, why we're creating this. And so this might not work for every single brand. They might want to actually just show their product more and more trendy stuff. But for us, we really wanted to connect with people. Um, And that's our big focus next year as well. That's awesome. Oh, and and thinking about this as well, this this videographer kind of hire, right? Videographer, editor, creative director, all kind of baked into one. Really could do both, right? Like they could, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, in our companies of creating series, right? So different series that we're that we're launching, uh, you know, on on whatever it is, um, and how that person could potentially tie all of those things together. So. Um, I love it. I also love the fact that you guys went to the Philippines to visit some staff. We've got uh, between our companies probably six to eight uh, part-time, full-time Filipino people that we work with. Uh, Glaze, incredible editor. Glaze, please keep this in the the podcast today uh, who edits this podcast. Uh, and I would love to go visit in the Philippines sometime too. That's uh, that's very inspirational. I, I love that. Yeah. Such a beautiful country yeah. and people. Yeah. It was an amazing experience for as like empowering for our team members as it was for us. I will say it was great all around. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, guys, I got to ask you the question. I want you to each answer this one separately. Uh, it's the question I have to ask every single podcast interview. What is your secret to scaling? I will say kind of on the TikTok front is building a diehard community who's like as obsessed with your brand as you are. So as we're really connecting to people on our brands, TikTok, we're both also working on growing our personal brand, which is, I think, going to allow people to connect with us as individuals and be bought into our, to our brand at the end of the day too, to allow us to scale. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Sorry, Trey, before you go, I just want (laughs) to, just, just, I I always have to have an opinion about everything somebody says. So, (laughs) Uh, this, this, and I, I just wanted to, to grab onto that one point there about building your, your personal brand. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, that there is an incredible unlock as a business owner in creating a personal brand. Um, at some point in your journey, you may have to find other investors and people and partners and all of these people. And building up that personal brand really allows you to have that trust and equity to be able to do those things. So, you know, when you go for your next funding round or you go for what, whatever that is, it makes your life so much easier to have already yeah. built up that brand and that trust. So just wanted to, yeah. to, to piggyback on that there, Mariah. 
Yeah, and one additional piggyback. So we're expanding to women in about six months for Bamboo Ave. And so my goal is to really peel back behind the scenes of like the entire journey of like zero to launching women for our brand cool. and allow like people to see that. So that's my goal with that. Yep. Cool. I love that. Trey. Yep. So my secret to scaling is when things are working, riding that wave. So I already mentioned this earlier, but there's so many times in our past where we we were getting great performance or whatever, and we just kind of were content. Um I'm happy with that, but yeah. there are so many waves that we should have rode. COVID bump was one, but there was even some stuff last summer as well where we really just didn't double down. And so now moving forward, when I find something that's really working, doubling down and doubling down as much as we can. But also, yeah. like Mariah mentioned, making sure that we still are looking for new opportunities during that time as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that a lot of us are probably looking back on those last couple of years, especially 2020, early 2021, being like, ah. Uh, why didn't I double, triple, quadruple what yeah. I was doing, right? I, because it seemed like those those times were always going to last. And I, and I think that they times like that will be back. It's just going to look a little bit different than it did last time. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for next year. I think there's going to be another wave to ride next year and – um, we're going to be ready this time. We're going to be on that wave. I'll tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That's, that's, that's my, my thoughts about 2023 as well Is I really think that I don't think that we're going to go into the same kind of recession that we went into. I, I think that we're in the recession right now, right? Whether we like it or not, we're just not saying the word. Um, all, every single indicator in, in the market is saying these, this is a recession yet. We're not calling it that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. Um, and yeah. I think we're going to climb out of that next year, too. Uh, that's just my my two cents. One of eight billion people that uh, have an opinion that doesn't uh, necessarily is not necessarily correct or not. <laughs> um, Trey and Mariah, I've got uh, three more questions for you. And we're going to do individual answers again here, too, because I'd love to get both of your perspectives on this. First question, Mariah, let's start with you. Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Yeah, so I see the retention side of our business. And so an app that I'm living most of the time is Clavio. I think it's not an app that people love to love, but like one that you have to love. Uh, so that's mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's just exactly right. It's like, oh, we're going to like quadruple our pricing again. Where yeah. else do I go? You know, like and they, they yeah. have me yeah, by the neck, I, a chokehold. I have nowhere else to go. So <laughs> yeah, anyone at Clavio, if you're listening, the, the least you could do is at least just sponsor this podcast at some point, you know, we're going <laughs> to yeah. have to pay you the money either way. So <laughs> Trey, Trey, how about you? Um, there's this app called Blip. Uh, it's this app that gives us reports um, daily on some of the metrics that matter. So right now, our biggest opportunity in our business is analytics and understanding where the data um, that we should be looking at and where the opportunities lie. And so Blip cool. is this new tool that I found that is giving me reports daily. And then now you can go in there and actually make your own reports. And so I got to talk with the the founder of that business. And I'm excited for what they're doing because it's pretty much taking all the, the interpretation work out of uh, data analysts and allowing you to get that data quickly. quickly. Cool. Like LTV, AOV, and these trends and all those trends. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, having that at your fingertips is is absolutely essential. So that's great. Guys, remember, again, anything that we talk about in this show, we are going to put into the show notes. So there's tons of links. Anything that we talk about, if you're interested and you were driving and you didn't get a chance to Google it while we were talking, um, please go and check out the show notes uh, afterwards. Uh, Trey, let's start with you on this one. Favorite podcast or audiobook you're listening to? 
Um, I just listened to Shoe Dog, so uh, that's my first time listening to it. Um, I know I'm pretty late, but it was really inspiring. Knowing how hard never he had to too work. late to listen to Shoe Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was so inspiring. Like it, he had to um, grind for years, and every year was more risky, more inventory, more capital. Um, so for me, that was a great book to see because I'm going through that journey now. Every year, we have to put more investments into capital into inventory to keep growing, and knowing that this is not just us. And yet, and he didn't like, he didn't have any of the kind of resources that we have right now, right? As far as financing and debt raising and taking on investors and all of that kind of stuff. It was just like, it was a totally different world back then. If anyone here has not listened to Red Shoe Dog, that is it like a required reading for empathy and, and, and to get some empathy back from a book as well. So I'm, I'm so with you. Um, Raya, how about you? Oh, that's a tough one to follow. But um, the founder of Set Active, Lindsay Carter, she has a podcast called Ready, Set, Spill. And I'm a big fan of that. She has female founders on it, kind of strips back behind the scenes of their uh, their business. Cool, cool. And I'm sorry, I don't have much to say about that one. I've never listened to that one. Again, guys, <laughs> we'll make sure that that's uh, in the show notes. I'm actually going to yeah. switch up the last the, the last question um, uh, for you guys today. Uh, let's start with Mariah this time. Mariah, you've got a year to live. What changes? Ooh, um, I would say, I, well, I'll probably move closer to my uh, family, I will say, or, but on the business side, what changes? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm business personal. Uh, doesn't really matter. <laughs> Just like what changes in your life? <laughs> if there's a year to live the business, I don't care about anymore. <laughs> I would go back to Bali, bring all my friends and family. I think that's what I would do. Love it. Love it. Uh, Trey, how about you? That is exactly what I would do as well. I will bring my whole family, all my friends. They're all going to sacrifice one year for me. We're living in Bali. We're traveling throughout Southeast Asia. Best place in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Uh, Thanks, guys. I I really, uh, really appreciate um, you guys taking some time out of your day multiple times. You know, we actually got to record this time um, to record this episode. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Where can people find out more about the two of you and then also more about Bamboo Ave? Yeah. Bamboo Ave on Instagram and TikTok is at Bamboo Ave, B-A-M-B-O-O-A-V-E. Um, as well as our other brand Vibe Interior is V-Y-B-E Interior. Um, then personal, um, Mariah Steen is my Instagram and TikTok. Yep. And Trayvondre, that's my full name. I'm the only one in the world. Um, you can find that on Instagram and TikTok as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for your time today. Uh, I, I'm sure you can tell I really love this conversation. Uh, so thanks again. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.